the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so I have to tell you, there is so much going on. It's very hard to pick which topic to dissect first. But the main thing is always our stability financially. That's the main thing that we all care about. That's why everybody busts their ass and goes to work and tries to afford this kind of nonsense. But we are led not only by idiots. Everybody knows the Democrats are idiots. They do not have one policy, not one, that ever worked to their predictions, worked to their sales pitch. But aside from that, they're traitors. They're absolute traitors to what America is. And yet, the Republicans don't want to impeach and remove. They want to bring them up and prove that they're idiots, whether it's Mallorca, whether it's Deb Holland. Did you ever hear of this idiot squirrel? Oh, Deb Holland is, 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 it's amazing how stupid she is. But you expect them to be stupid. I mean, everyone expects Joe Biden to be stupid, don't they? I mean, that's why you deal with this. Put it all together, it's a plan to invest in America. Invest in Americans. Give them opportunity. Invest in ourselves. And it's working. Now, 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 just take 50 years off, put a little swag in his voice, and he could be the running for the mayor of Chicago. It's the same bulldog. And it's never, ever really worked. In fact, what it does is build ghettos. But now you're doing it on a world stage. You see, the rest of this world is on to how corrupt America is. They're on to how corrupt Joe Biden is. They're on to the mafia government. And they don't want to use our currency anymore. So banks are wobbling. And this could come down in a hurry, in a real hurry. First Republic Bank founder cashed out. They steal the money, him and his family. Same thing like Silicon Valley, days and weeks before the collapse. Same thing is going on at Deutsche Bank. And how many other banks? How many other banks? The problem is by the time we know, it'll be an autopsy. And once again, the American people will be left holding the bag because what's going on We've been busy working, and these politicians have been busy undermining the principles of our nation. Here is this idiot, Deb Holland, who supports and sponsors bills and has no idea what's in them. Uh, Madam Secretary, you were in Congress in the 116th Congress, correct? Yes. And you were a supporter of the Green New Deal? Um, Yes, I I ran on that. You co-sponsored it? Mm -hmm. Yes. You said, and I quote, I 100% support... A Green New Deal. Yes, I ran on that when I had my first campaign in Congress. Yes. Are you aware that the Green New Deal bans fracking? Um, Congressman, if I could just say. It's a yes or no. I, I am aware of whatever the Green New Deal had at the time, however many years ago that <clears throat> I signed on to it. Hey, 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 stupid. It was a year ago. Hey, stupid. 
it was a year ago. It does, and I'll enter uh, the Green New Deal on the 116th for the record. But are you aware that it also bans clean coal? Thank you, Congressman. So is that a yes? Um, I, I don't. I, honestly, it's 2023. You were a co-sponsor of the bill. Are you aware it bans yes, clean coal? I, 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 now, in her defense, it was put forward three years in a row. So at the most, it's three years. Aware of, I'd be happy to look it up and refresh my memory on the bill. I, can, I sponsored I can, a lot I can, of I bills. I can read you I the resolution. I sponsored a lot of bills when I was in Congress. You also said you 100% support a Green New Deal. Are you aware also that the Green New Deal bans oil and gas leasing? Thank you, Congressman. Is that a yes? If you're telling me and you're reading it from there, yes. All right. So you would agree that the Green New Deal bans fracking, bans oil and gas leasing, and bans clean coal. Do you still support the Green New Deal? Congressman, as the Secretary it's a yes of the Interior. Yes or no? Do you Interior? support it or not? Well, I'm a me- I am a Secretary of the Interior now. I'm not no longer a member of Congress. So you do still support the Green New Deal? Yes or no? Which, by the way, that's actually a bigger job. A member of Congress, you don't really do anything. You put your name on bills that you have no fracking idea what's in them, and you just prove that point. Now you are the Secretary of the Interior. You're actually supposed to operate. On such very important things like, oh, I don't know, pretty much the flow of and velocity of money, spending, projects. Before the pandemic, supply chain wasn't something most Americans thought about. And when it says supply chain, you look at each other with a blank stare. The only people that looked at each other with a blank chair in reference to supply chains were the idiots. And that's who the Democrats are. The idiots. So he's not talking about us. The 30% of Americans that make this world go around. He's talking about his idiot constituents who believe in something like student forgiveness rather than what it really is. A math trick to pretend the government is collecting revenue it's not collecting. And this kind of trickery, this kind of scandal, and the fact that he's speaking to the kind of idiots that never heard of a supply chain is why we are in this predicament. And it's why he can say he's cutting and saving and accomplishing anything. And guess what? In the process, I'm cutting the federal budget $168 billion. You know why? And he's doing that creepy whisper that he only used to do when he showered with his daughter. The white trash, sick, pervert pig that he is. His Medicare doesn't have to pay out those exorbitant and undeserved fees. They'll pay out what it's worth. And what he's running on is, ironically, a bill that uh, Donald Trump put forward. And Joe Biden didn't have anything to do with that. But do you really expect a lot? Does anybody expect a lot? Now, as the world is putting forward all kinds of moves to de-dollarize, as the world is now culminating with accesses of enemies of this country, including the ones that bribe the Biden family, this is how Joe Biden is handling his his staged meeting with teleprompters. Down here? Yes, sir. Down the ramp. And we have people lined up on the left over here, uh, some union leaders and workers. Hey, guys and ladies. Your mark is going to be the blue one to the left. How y'all doing? You've got a blue mark, and that's okay. I got, I'll stand my blue mark, and then I'm going to say load each one of you. Yes, sir. I'm going to, I'll, I'll help you get started. Like a third grader. 
with attention deficit issues. This is who's the president of the United States of America. This is who's going to help us. This is who's going to cut deficits and save money and negotiate with enemies, foreign and domestic. What kind of enemies are we talking about? Here's Rutin, Tutin, Putin. We will gradually make more use of other reliable currencies. Of course, there are certain advantages and certain limitations that are related to the dollar. And uh, there are some um, shortcomings for using other currencies, for example, the yuan. We do understand this, but every country is interested in having a stronger currency. All countries will try to ensure that they have a stronger currency. So this is a grave mistake on behalf of the United States when they, for some reason, do not like. Here's William Rutu, Kenya, where we have thousands of soldiers, and I guess they're training people? Hmm. Sure they are. Sure they are. They're doing what that trans testicle did in a, in a Catholic school uh, just yesterday. That's what they're really doing. For the people who work numbers, I am giving you free advice that those of you who are holding dollars, you surely might go into losses. You better, you better uh, do what you must do because uh, this market is going to be different in a couple of weeks. I believe the African far more than I believe the whores that testified before the Fed, before Congress, telling you that the banks are okay, it's all going to be fine. I believe Rutin Tutin Putin. I believe the American-trained warlord in Kenya. And I even tend to believe, I even tend to believe some of the other enemies of this country who have bribed Joe Biden, some of the enemies like Xi Jinping, who has negotiated peace deals between the Saudis, who would not exist if it wasn't for our corrupt foreign policy, and Iran, who we're pretending that we're fighting as we're killing God knows who in Syria. And then the reason I say that is because of Deb Holland and because of Mallorca. Mallorca, who took a oath to uphold our Constitution. It's the first thing our Congress acted. I believe it was in uh, 1789, the Oath Act. And the reason that they did this is to make sure that anybody in a position of our government, of power, understood that above all, their own ideology and the rest of it, they were to honor our unalienable rights. They were to honor our Constitution. This is what this looks like in 2023. And Mallorca, who is a failed, failed bureaucrat, right now we are suffering. More people are being killed of drugs over the border. There's chaos at the southern border. You know what's going on. This is Mallorca's big challenge. But here's what he really wants to do. Mr. Secretary, do you agree with the president that we should ban the private ownership of assault weapons in America? Senator, I do. Senator, I do. Well, then you just disqualified yourself from being in the position you're in. And you need to be removed immediately. But who's going to remove them? The Republicans? You know, I, I, I played a clip. I have a clip here of a guy who I think is the lowest form of political whore next to Joe Biden, somebody who is repulsive to even Democrats, somebody who was a beneficiary of Donald Trump's campaign contributions in New York, a scoundrel who should be hanging off of a library named a schmuck Schumer. And here's how they like to play ball. The fact is the House will deliver the article of impeachment to the Senate. The Senate will conduct a trial of the impeachment of Donald Trump. It will be a full trial. It will be a fair trial. 
But here we are. None of that was true. It wasn't fair. It was rammed through, and it was two times they impeached him. We have an idiot who cannot walk downstairs to go speak to people. He has to be directed and contorted. We are losing the integrity of our currency. Our quality of life is sinking. And what is our politicians' goal? To make our lives more like communists than Americans. Mr. Secretary, do you agree with the president that we should ban the private ownership of assault weapons in America? Senator, I do. And tomorrow, there will not be one Republican that comes to your aid. There will not be one politician that demands that this traitor, this saboteur, this asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, who has destroyed our border, and everyone knows it. Has the crisis at our southern border made Americans less safe? Yes or no? Senator, we are dedicated to the safety. Has the crisis made Americans less safe? I don't don't want a, a discourse. It's a yes or no question. Senator, we have a challenge of... You refuse to answer the question. Not... Mr. Secretary, let me show you how someone doing his job answers a question in a straightforward manner. Chief Ortiz, is the crisis that is currently ongoing at the southern border making the border less safe for Americans and aliens alike? Answer, yes. One word, one syllable, three letters. That's how someone answers a question and does their job. You're being a politician misleading the American people. Let me give you a chance again. Will you show the same integrity Chief Ortiz shows? Is the crisis at the southern border making Americans less safe? Yes or no? Senator, we have 260,000. You refuse to answer the question. Let's move on. That's aggravating, isn't it? But the good news is he does know how to answer yes or no. Mr. Secretary, do you agree with the president that we should ban the private ownership of assault weapons in America? Senator, I do. Why don't you come and get mine first, Mallorca? Let's get this party started. 312-642-5600. You're fired. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. Balance of Nature, changing the world one life at a time. I love Balance of Nature. It has helped me so much. It is unreal. I had a doctor's appointment. He goes, Uh, what have you been doing? And I said, oh, I've been doing balance of nature. And he goes, really? I need to tell my other patients that they need to use that. Where do you get it? And I said, I said balance of nature online. I just wanted to let you guys know that, that it is working for me and that my doctor is wanting to use it for other patients as well. Start your journey to better health with balance of nature. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code Chicago. Hi, I'm Martha Stewart. Every year, more than 4 million pets enter shelters here in the United States. My friends at American Humane have been helping animals since 1877. The goal is to ensure that pets have a safe shelter, especially during natural disasters. Adopting a shelter pet allows shelters to help more animals awaiting care. Please consider adopting today and take some time to learn more about American Humane's other work at AmericanHumane.org.
Maxwell, she was scratching and losing some hair. My vet, she says, oh, he must be allergic to chicken. Another vet said, eat the drain. Third vet said, it's the weather. Then somebody said, D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. It took two weeks, and the dog stopped itching. The hair stopped falling out. The Dynavite is a big part of Maxwell's diet. You get some Dynavite, how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. For aging parents or loved ones in need of daily care and the comfort of their own home, look to the European American Association, or EAA, assisting Chicago's elderly for over 30 years. EAA currently serve over 800 clients and employ 600 home care aides. Annually trained and certified according to state rules and regulations. Authorized by the Illinois Department on Aging to provide home care services for seniors in the city of Chicago. Family members can also be hired and trained. Jobs include grocery shopping, meal prep, light cleaning, companionship, and personal care. EAA will match the client and worker based on language and ethnic background. EAA's over 30 years of expertise and care for the community brings you or your loved one professional daily living support. For senior care or to be employed as a home care aid, search online for European American Association or call 773 342 Let's see if the guy from Kenya is right, or the moron from our banking sector, the profiteer, the front runner, the insider trader from the FDIC. Let's see if he's right. I got uh, 20 on the African. That's called covered. In the meantime, Honey Bunny, that wasn't me. I didn't say that guns kill kids, number one killer of kids. Is that, what, is that voice message a lot for me? Because I know that the number one killer of kids is their parents. It's called abortion, you stupid son of a gun. I would never say that. So I don't know who's talking to me about kids. I know what kills kids. It's called Planned Parenthood, abortions. Aside from that, the trans testicle shot three kids and three adults, and she didn't shoot half as many as probably uh, Joe Biden's Bombs, his drones killed in uh, Syria, but we don't care about that, right? And we know how the Democrats feel about those kids. We have heard that a half a million children have died. I mean, that's more children than died when, when, in, in Hiroshima. And, and, you know, is the price worth it? I think this is a very hard choice, but the price, we think the price is worth it. And that's why she's working the glory hole in Haiti. In the meantime, the Democrats want you to believe they care about the kids only when it fills their desire to undermine your, or the principles of America, to undermine your rights, to take away and control. Then they're all for the kids. You don't fool me. And you wonder how this could happen. How in the world could this happen? Because we sat idly by as the dimwit in diapers stole the election. That's how. He knew he had us at steel. Ed, Chicago. Hello. Hi, Ed. Hey, John. How you doing? Splendid. Hey, a couple things. Hey, this thing with Biden, uh, everything that's going on, I feel this country's already done. I mean, the FBI's on it, the uh, CIA. You feel, uh, like the, you feel like that, Ed, because you're calling from Chicago. It's not done, brother. There's a big pushback. Hey, and right now, as Chicago, we speak... There are people that want to want to separate, want to divorce because you can't you can't get along with these liars, these traitors, these assets of enemies, foreign and domestic. So even the, even the Supreme Court, 
you, you notice how they uh, did the abortion thing right before the election because they knew that, you know, where's the whistleblower? They said they were so bad that the thing about abortion came out. Well, they never, but, that was all. That was just to let the Democrats win. The last, I just want know. to tell you, the Supreme Court has been with terrible political assets since the dawn of the Supreme Court. Just right now, we have a tremendous amount of affirmative action morons that are residing in important powers. But ultimately, sooner or later, the facts will hopefully win well, you, you, for you, the you, good state. You notice when that, you notice when that came out, right? Oh yeah, I know what you're talking. Right about. before the election. Yeah. Tell me, tell me, they weren't in on that. They were all concerned about the whistleblower. If you're asking me, would the Republicans that are the ones that were appointed by Republicans who pretend to be constitutionalists, who sit on the Supreme Court, were interested in, in creating such a controversial decision that it would help keep the mafia in power, I'm going to say yes. I'm not going to argue with you. How's but that? you know that when you said it's like Chicago and Washington, it, you know it is. Oh, of and course it's from it Hyde, is. Hyde Park, Chicago. Ed, Convention it, of the it, States it, has never been more powerful. There are 19, possibly 21 states. That's a real deal, and this idea of a peaceful separation is real, and it can happen, yep. Ed. You don't, you know, there are good people that are not going to put up with this. There are people enraged today, hardworking Americans. Remember, there's only 30% of us that make the country go along. The rest are barnacles on the ass of success and achievement and liberty and freedom. That's why they give it away for free tuition. But in the meantime, things are getting spicy out there. They really are. This is the Florida we know and love. We're a special place. And there are millions and millions of people who like to come here. And quite frankly, we like to have them here. So we only want to share one thing as you move in hundreds a day. Welcome to Florida. But don't register to vote and vote the stupid way you did up north. You'll get what they got. And that's how states keep them up. You're not welcome to destroy the peace and tranquility of good states. Live in the ghettos you build. After all, it's utopia. You guys love it that way. Where are you going? George in Naperville. Sean, it's not all bad. At least we can take comfort in knowing that the last presidential election was the most secure in the history of the United States. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I do love the fact that there are still people who believe there are 81 million people alive that would vote for this kind of absolute chaos and stupidity. And guess what? In the process, I'm cutting the federal budget. This country has never brought in more revenue and spent so insanely. They admit to spending nearly $7 trillion outside of bills, outside of rescue plans, outside of backdoor payoffs in the name of tuition because they can't collect the money. Only a Democrat could do to this country what, they, what has been done. They've bankrupted the richest and the strongest country. They've weakened it, and everybody knows it. We don't want... By the way, this is Putin translator again. Uh, ICC's hypocrisy to apply here in our country. I'm sorry, that's Africa. President Putin is welcomed. We know our friends. We know the people who liberated us. We know the people who supported us. In Kutokonaval, the Julius Melema, he is now in control of Kenya. He is siding with Putin. Putin is gaining strength. We are getting weaker. It's simple. This is because Joe Biden stole the election. Joe Biden is not competent, and he is surrounded by people who are not interested in strengthening America, but weakening Americans. 
What is an assault weapon? It is, for example, an AK-47. Uh, can you give me a definition other than just pointing to a specific weapon? Would there be other weapons besides an AK-47 you would ban? Uh, there uh, uh, very well are. and That's a man who stood and swore to uphold your Constitution as he defiles, defames, and undermines it. He's a traitor. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. So there are school board elections throughout Illinois. We are helping people to... uh, change a system of failure in the public schools of Illinois. Absolute and total failure. Every single district a disgrace. Every single one. And yet the teachers reap tremendous rewards. The product, however, is the problem. My next guest is an incumbent, Michael Lewandowski. He's an incumbent at Lockport Township District 205 School Board. He's running for re-election. Michael, how are you? I'm great. Thank you for taking my call. I'm a big fan. Listen to you all every day. Oh, and I'm glad to give you that extra hour. Oh, I originally okay. first heard you when you were talking with uh, Dan Proft in, in the mornings. And yes, um, yes. it always fired me up for the day. So, oh, Thank you, Michael. So well, you have thing. to be if you're working in this. You're an incumbent, so you were elected in Lockport. Lockport. Quite yes, honestly, I, I have a Go friend ahead. of mine who lived in Lockport. I know it's got, it's, a very, you know, it's got a very nice area, nice community. But unfortunately, they're victims of so many of the policies that come from the mafia town of Chicago and the mafia state of Illinois. How have you been able to navigate those waters thus far? Yeah, like you said, it's been seeping in little by little, and um, just recently it has gotten like an overflow. So I've been like the steady uh, sail, keeping this thing on track for as best I possibly can. I don't have as many candidates with me as possible, but uh, or I, I should say school board members. But uh, we're working on it. There's eight people running for three seats. I'm an incumbent. One person is retiring, and there's another incumbent that's running as well. However, um, I've been on the board, and I've served the community because I want to leave the world a better place than where it started. I never served in, I never served in the military. I never served as a police officer or a fireman or something noble as that. However, uh, I thought... This would be a good opportunity for me to um, give back to the community and do what I can in order to stabilize things and keep things on the right track. So what was it like those two years when people were realizing that they were merely playthings for for J.B. Pritzker and the Democrats, wrong though they be, and no apology, no nothing, everything from destroying the, the quality of education to where kids were put under house arrest, to insisting on all kinds of failed policies like vaccines and masks. What was that like to fight that battle for two years, two and a half? I think you're still fighting it to a certain extent. It was it was awful. I voted against every single shutdown, every single mask mandate, and I told the superintendent if Jamie Pritzker says vaccinations are required for all students, that I'm going to tell the students and the parents to take their kids out of school. That simple. It's so, so now that history control. has vindicated you while you were putting in that fight, history has vindicated you. The vaccines are gaga. The masks a joke. 
the idea that kids are put on the sidelines explains why 42% of kids in Illinois can read the grade level and the rest of it, and that's if you're in a good school district. Has right. there been any any kind of mea culpa, or has there been any kind of motivation are you seeing from people who say, this will never happen again? I'm curious to know what it looks like in Lockport. Well, I'm, I told them I'm not going through that again. I'm not going to do that. It's Forget it. That's nonsense. It was a waste of time. Wasted two years of critical education time for our students, and it uh, put an unnecessary burden on everyone in the community. Yeah. Well, this is good. I, I, and the people who are running, would you say that they align more with your beliefs, or are they Pritzker apparatchiks? Um, oh, boy. I'm not exactly sure where they stand on things. However, <laughs> I'm the one that is has tried to tried to keep a steady vote going through and try to keep it on the right side. I voted against CRT. Uh, I voted against um, DEI or DIE, which I call it because yeah. stupid program where everyone's equal. Nobody's equal. Everyone's different. Every single person I know is different than I am. So, and I'm the person I agree with. So it just, it, they're bringing up, we're there for education. That's our job. Let's teach them what they need to learn to the best of their ability, no matter what it is. Um, luckily I was, um, <clears throat> at the time of my high school, when I, I did go to Lockport Township high school, I graduated in 81 and I knew I was not college material. So I went ahead, got through all of the high school, went, to, went right to work right after that. And then, um, I decided after I got married that it would be a good idea for me to do something to help the community, which I, you know, dutifully do. And I'm on um, not only a precinct committeeman, I also ran for trustee, uh, won one, lost one, but uh, that's part of the life, you know, yeah. it's just no matter what happens, it always happens, you know, for whatever's best. And I'm just up against a candidate right now, and I just want to make sure that your listeners and everyone on WIND that um, have an interest in Lockport Township High School District 205, Put my name down as Michael Lewandowski as a candidate. I'm third on the ballot, and um, look forward to. Where, what's your website? Your, what's the name of your website? I I do not have a website. You can see me on Facebook. Right. I'm a little bit on on the right wing of things. I think that's why I kind of like your show. Anyway, oh, thank uh, you very much. <laughs> By the way, I, I'm going to do you a favor, okay? Because uh, you do like the show, and you you obviously followed for a while. If you ever have a card game, don't ever invite me. Okay, because okay. I'm going to drive your car home because I can tell right now exactly what you're doing. But I love it, Michael Lewandowski. I truly appreciate you putting an effort in what would seem to be a losing battle in Lockport. But there's always hope when there are people like you willing to put the fight up. You can find Michael Lewandowski, L-E-W-A-N-D-O-W-S-K-I, on Facebook. Check out his platform. Help him if you can. Go knock on doors. Michael, thank you very much for making yourself available to me. I appreciate fighters, it. Fighters have to fight, and uh, I'm your guy, and thank you for giving me your time. I love that, and I want you to keep me posted afterwards. Will you please? Sure will. Thank you, Michael. I wish you the best of luck, truly. We'll be back thank with you. your, your calls and comments after this. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just... 
Disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. Boy, oh boy. Really? I cannot wait to see what happens when these chickens come home to roost. And then you're going to hear these idiot Democrats who everywhere they rule is bankrupt. Pick a municipality, pick a county, pick a city and a state where Democrats are in charge. It's all the same. It's all the same story. Excuses for failure and corruption. That's the norm. But when you see this idiot, this bu- these bureaucrats, from Majorca to Deb Holland, when you see these idiots reveal themselves for what they are, it's a, it's a game changer. Is there a crisis at our southern border? Senator, uh, there is a very significant... That, that's a yes or no question. There's a very significant... It, is there a crisis? Senator, there's a very significant challenge... I think your microphone is not on. <laughs> there is a very significant challenge that we are facing... Yes or no, the is there border. a crisis? It's parabolic. The, the, everybody knows what Joe Biden is. Everybody knows what he does. He uses these useful fools as weapons against Americans for everything. But the one thing that's astonishing to me, by the government's own statistics of the DEA, 100, they say it's the number is really 138,000, but they say 107,375 Americans were killed by fentanyl. That's a lot of people, man. That is a lot of people. In fact, that's double Vietnam. So aside from all of what's going on in the Chinese Communist Party and the rest of it coming across the border, what about the product that's being delivered? You know, the supply chain that Joe Biden just heard of at 80 fracking years old. Does anybody want to address that? Cream Puff Jim. Yeah, hi. I just want to mention the 40 individuals that murdered that yesterday in Mexico and the hundreds of people that in the Mediterranean and under those dinghies at two grand apiece. Wait a minute. You wait, think wait, wait. That the, what, are you, what are you talking about? Who burned in Mexico? You're worried about who burned in Mexico? For, for Did 40, the cartels kill them? 40 individuals died in a camp down there. 40, 40 individuals died. Were they killed by the Sinaloa or the new generation cartel? Probably, cooking a, probably cooking a can of soup. Oh, they were camp. cooking. So let me get this straight. Because this sounds like when the government explained the Fauci flu. So they're sitting around a campfire. They're cooking beans and whatnot. And they're telling stories. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they just burst into flames. They weren't well, tortured or mutilated by the cartel. Anyway, there were 40 bodies taken out there yesterday. But right. they, they, what happens all over the Mediterranean all over the world. The point is, why, why, has anybody got, why has anybody got a sane anybody got a sane immigration policy? Rather expert from there name 50 be, years ago. So, the, so you're, you're claiming that they burned because they were waiting to come across because of our, our immigration policy? You see, well, they wouldn't be stuck in we their used to have, they we, yeah, we used to have an immigration policy called law. You come here, you tell us who you are, you come in, you wait a little while, and you come in, you know, law. And if you want the old way, I'm all for that. You can go back to 1913. You just come in. Just come on in. But there were no welfare benefits. See, Jim, you're not bright enough to keep up on the real problem. And for the record, those 40 migrants, that's a shame when that happens. Travesty. Tragedy. Killed by the Sinaloa or New Generation Cartel. I think we should release our SEAL teams to annihilate those son of a dogs. What do you think of that? And not a one of them, not a one of them want to talk about the 107,375 Americans. That's 300 a day die from the drug that enriches those cartels. And somehow there's open drug trade in all these Democrat sewers. That's the real supply chain that's never interrupted. Isn't that right, Jim?
You just keep voting Democrat. Don't worry. And people will tell you you look good. Uh, Peter, Will Matt. Hey, Sean, how are you? Good, Peter. How are you? Good. Got a few things. First off, you notice how the people who are so up in arms about banning arms because some kids were shot um, are the same people who called for defunding the police who just happened to go in and take down the shooter the other day. They're the uh, same people who want universal payment for the 7,145 kids who are murdered every day by their mother. 7,145 yeah. babies are murdered by their mother and a doctor. Here's the other, and we paid a tail. Here's the other thing, Sean. They're upset, and rightfully so, that three children and three adults were killed by some psycho Me too, who had yeah. mental issues. Um, but you know what, Sean? As you know, I'm outside of Chicago. Uh, we get 80 people shot in a weekend, and I don't hear any Democrats talking about it, including Dick Durbin. And I'm wondering why, because the color of the ones who are shot in Chicago happen to be non-white, non-transgendered. Yeah, they're the Basically, true races. The majority are black, and therefore they don't give a rat. You know what? They're this the true races. Going on for years, exactly. Yeah. And everyone runs. Secondly. And this is really probably going to infuriate a few people, but I'm sorry. This person transgender, they have mental illness. She was being, he, I don't know, was it a she to he or he to she? It was a woman was pretending a to be a man. And, you know, they get upset because right. they can never successfully attach a Schwansteiger. Now, most of the men who vote Democrat have no use for their Schwansteiger. We should work out some kind of trade. However... The real issue is there are no disclosures of what those drugs do. Yet you look at every drug that's exactly. advertised on TV, whether it's the side effect is oily stool or suicidal thoughts, no one talks about the side effects of the drugs that somehow transgender people. I think there in yeah, there lies the problem. But you're, once again, you're talking about hundreds of billions of dollars that the government now pays for thanks to Democrats because Democrats are the forget. asset of Big Pharma. They love this scam, man. Now, now, don't forget, this is going to get worse as the years go on with all the marijuana they're pumping. Yeah. And Putzker himself uh, owns, I believe, two um, uh, dispensaries. He's well, in here's the two thing. dispensaries. Out of those so, 107,375 Americans that die of fentanyl, there's a, there's a yeah. super large percentage. It's somewhere between 35 and 45 where the fentanyl was mixed in with what the, those guys and those women oh, yeah, thought yeah, was yeah, pot. Yeah, yeah. So now yeah. you steer them away from the streets into the dispensaries. So why fix the yeah. problem? Money, money, money. You know that, Peter. You're in Wilmette. you got a high probability to get hit by some ex-stripper in a G-Wagon. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so You know, it's really astonishing to look at the state of liberty and freedom and principles of Americanism in America, circa 2023. For instance, I would have introduced my next guest 
as somebody who loves the principles of Americanism. But now that means that he is a champion for free speech. He's against all forms of totalitarianism, authoritarianism. He's against the Fourth Reich, which we now call the American government. It's astonishing to me. But it did motivate him to write 12 books, including such titles as The Great Reset and the Struggle for Liberty, Thought Criminal, and Beyond Woke. He was a professor for 11 years at NYU. And I saw a new article he wrote in Mises.org. And that is... It's addressing the ridiculousness of reparations. Outrageous. His name is Michael Rechtenwald. Professor, how are you? I'm great, Sean. How are you? Did you ever think you'd have to be introduced like this? Or did you think that, (laughs) hey, I'm an American, and that just goes with the territory? No, I mean, it's it's unbelievable that uh, we're under such siege here. We're under such a siege against our rights about property, our rights and self you know self determination our freedom of speech everything is under assault right now now michael one thing that i've i've watched the mafia as i call our government do because you have to remember i grew up in chicago and it is an organized syndicate is that they really offset so much of the cost of this corruption through property ownership of one form or another through business operations of one form or another it's always the honest man that pays for the crime when i heard this float of of ridiculousness in san francisco of reparations to the tune of five million dollars and the government picks and chooses who gets it none of the ulster scots none of the irish none of the italians none of the legacy slaves throughout this country's history but only particularly the vote getting um balkanization that the democrats have mastered so well and you see five million dollars now how could this possibly work so when I saw your article, you explore this a little bit, don't you? Yes, absolutely. I, just, I, I explore the question of, you know, whether there's some kind of collective guilt that, uh, that white people have that really entitles black people to uh, these, these payments, this reparations. Uh, $5 million is just a down payment in San Francisco. They also want to give them... I think a yearly salary of like one hundred and ninety-seven thousand uh, dollars, plus free parking around the city, and other types of uh, benefits. <laughs> yeah, because when you have a net worth of five million, the last thing you want to do is pay parking. Come on, Michael, let's get <laughs> with the times. But the the reality is this: I have none of that guilt. I'm not a racist. My ism is against communism, fascism, authoritarianism, the same as you, because I recognize that this country spent a million lives and trillions of dollars to fight this ideology. Yet here we are where this ideology is really orchestrating this ridiculousness. Is it not? Yeah, I mean, what we have is what we've had over the past, uh, I would say, six or seven decades, if not more, is the increasing statism in the United States, the rise and continual growth and amplification and... uh, you know, a, a complete uh, augmenting of state power over time, such that now we have basically the state uh, able to do such things as lock us down, uh, as force us to have vaccinations, as uh, basically precluding our speech, uh, censoring us uh, directly through uh, social media and other outlets. So we're now looking at statism has grown to such an enormous 
degree that we're effectively living under a communist regime. Michael, it's so sad because it's true. Um, but I have to go back to what was the real nail in the idea of American exceptionalism and American liberty and American principles. And it, it ultimately is COVID. COVID was the greatest weapon of the American fascist. It was just three years ago when the Americans became so confident in the ideology of communism that they were willing to strip away the f rights and freedoms of their neighbor. And once you do that, do you ever really get it back, Michael? No, I mean, once the state grows and takes certain uh, privileges and powers unto itself, it never, ever uh, relinquishes that power. It only adds to that power. And so this is what we're under this accruing of state power to, this, to the extent that it is right now. And uh, they tried to use uh, these reparations, for example, these payments uh, to divide uh, the people against each other rather than seeing the real enemy here, which is the state itself, the state which has gone, uh, grown to you know, model, uh, magnanimous proportions. As a professor for 11 years at NYU, I was always, you have to forgive me, I, I, I'm old, even though I look fantastic. I'm in my 50s. I was always under the impression that kids, although spoiled and entitled, cherish their own liberty, their own freedom, and the values that uh, made them spoiled. Did I overestimate the character of young generations? Well, I mean, they've been propagandized, to, and they've been uh, brainwashed. Uh, they've been treated to a, a diet, a, a daily diet of anti-American propaganda in the schools, in the public school system, uh, and in uh, other forms of indoctrination through the media, because we've had subversive elites. They've, uh, this elite, uh, these statists, have seized power in the United States. They've done this over, uh, since I'm looking at it, it goes back to the early 20th century, when they kept recruiting more and more state power. And, uh, you know, we had a lot of communist sympathizers running the State Department and different other departments of state in the United States. And uh, this has been a long process. Uh, uh, I don't think it's a long march through the institutions as much as it is a, a romp within these institutions. Uh, and, so, we're, yeah. As you see these kids that are propagandized and that's the proper word and they're indoctrinated but the reality is this is misinformation these these books that they're using these books are written by liars and frauds and history can vindicate our position of freedom and liberty and the principles of americanism and uh i'm wondering do you think that facts matter or have we been unmoored from facts as you see this kantian soiree of reality we're now living in um, everything from transgenderism to the, some kind of working socialism, or when you see a professional political whore like Joe Biden pretend to cut deficits and the rest of it. Is this because maybe facts are not objective anymore? Well, they've basically inverted reality. Um, so this has been not just telling us lies, but inverting the truth so that you know what's black is white and what's white is black. They've basically taken the truth, and totally flipped it upside down. And this is what's happened, uh, why we're dealing with, you know, things like the, uh, they can call this bill the uh, Inflation Reduction Act, 
which does the quite the exact opposite of what it claims to do. And uh, we can hear uh, now, for example, we have uh, Jean-Pierre, the uh, press secretary, saying that, you know, she's blaming this transgender violence on the quote unquote right wing. Uh, so everything is flipped. We're getting double speak uh, by the minute. We're getting uh, propaganda. We're getting uh, complete inversions of the truth on a regular basis. We have an opportunity the way I see it as well, though, because the history of exactly America itself is complex and very interesting. And the facts of what slavery was in this country and the way in which it was really eradicated, although sold as as Americans killing each other, the reality is there were 13 states that never fired a shot. The other reality is there were several slave owners, not just Willie Ellis, who was black. There were several female slave owners that were black. There were several black Confederates. There were American Indian Confederates. Do you think maybe we could use this as a as a as a point of covering the real history of America, the real founding of it, and what the real issues were um, for the Civil absolutely. War? Or should we just bend knee? No, absolutely. So they pervade a cartoon version of history in which, you know, the evil white man has done everything that has ever happened to the world has been done by uh, this the sole perpetrator, the evil white male. And uh, they, they purvey this history as if, you know, it wasn't the Western world, it wasn't the European world, uh, European-based world that outlawed slavery, uh, slavery that had existed for thousands of years. So what they, they present is this cartoon version. And we have to counter it with reality. The fact is that everybody alive today has been uh, a colonizer or an imperialist in their ancestry. uh, And that there isn't a person alive that hasn't benefited from so-called, you know, uh, colonialism and and so forth. So, you know, we, we need to give them the truth, but they're not open to it. And it's very difficult to get it across. I mean, I've written several books on this. I know, you and are. you know, it, it's as if uh, they they are countering it with complete lies, and uh, they have a factory of lies going on. So we have to, we have to uh, redouble our efforts and uh, purvey purvey the reality of, of the historical facts and uh, the the economic facts, the fact that communism is not not, not only has never worked, but theoretically it can't even it can never work. And this has been proven by uh, Ludwig von Mises and other scholars. Uh, so, I mean, we just have to keep telling the truth. That's right. And, and, and you know, I, it's astonishing to me when you see, I'm reading the title of your book, The Great Reset and the Struggle for Liberty, when you see that this ideology of a great reset, that it's sold by the son of a Nazi um, Klaus Schwab, when you see the corruption in the World Economic Forum, when you see the manipulation this is kind of our fault, because after all, none of these entities would exist if it wasn't for America financing them. And in, a, in effect, we've been hoist by our own petard, which is really the plan of such notable Democrats like Saul Alinsky, who implemented this ideology of balkanization and misinformation. And they have more charisma. I mean, after all, Joe Biden is somehow the facilitator. Joe Biden is somebody who couldn't get a job in any company in this country, yet somehow he is in charge of it. 
do you have faith in Americans after the Joe Biden dark ages? I, I think there's a, a, a real core of recalcitrant individualist, uh, independent minded Americans who will overcome this great reset and that will stand up to it and that will not succumb. Uh, so of faith that there is an American spirit that won't be quelled by these uh, by these imposters, by these liars, by these uh, subversive elites, as I call them, uh, and that we will overcome. I love that. And uh, just, do I fear, in your in your estimation, should we fear a foreign policy third war or an American civil war? Which are we closer to? Um, I think that the enemy within is much more dangerous right now than the enemy without. And in any case, we can't possibly defend ourselves from the enemy without, like China, unless we have gotten rid of the internal enemies within, unless we've gotten them out of power, unless we've gotten their influence totally reduced, if not a lot, annihilated. So our real problem here is internal first. Uh, we should look to China only after we get our own house in order. Then we have a chance. Uh, Michael, until then, in fact, we're facilitating uh, Chinese uh, infiltration. Now that I have named your 13th book on my show, will you at least give me credit in the foreword when your next book comes out, The Enemy Within is Far More Dangerous Than the Enemy Without? Come on, that's a good title. Oh, that's not. Yeah, <laughs> that might go with that. I've actually been thinking about uh, the subversive uh, and... Uh, the subtitle would be the subversives, uh, how they their rise and and conquest of America. That, that's really what I was thinking, but I might like yours better. <laughs> Michael, I look forward to helping you sell that book. In the meantime, I love everything you write. Michael Rechtenwald, really, you are a blessing to this nation, and I appreciate your work. Thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for having me, Sean. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. To be in this predicament in the year 2023 is really an astonishing feat. Now, the hypocrisy of this idiot in diapers and who he used to be, for instance, uh, which one should I go with? Let's go with this. Raising the cap, raising the retirement age for people who are now 30 years old, raising uh, um, uh, the uh, the tax on Social Security, cutting benefits. Uh, they're all things that have to be discussed, quite frankly. Listen to the difference in his cadence, Squirrel. Put it all together. It's a plan to invest in America. I mean, this is this is pathetic. In the meantime, even CNN is catching wind. Biden is attacking and the White House are attacking Republicans for positions that he once held. Uh, on Social Security. We just heard that clip where he talked about wanting to raise the retirement age uh, in the 1980s. Uh, that's something he said repeatedly, but it actually goes beyond that. Take, for instance, his attacks on uh, Rick Scott and this sunset legislation. Now, sunsetting basically means that uh, a program will get authorized for something like four years, and then if, if it's not reauthorized, uh, they don't fund it anymore. That's hence where the term sunset comes from. Now, Biden introduced a bill in 1975 that did the exact same thing. It sunset all federal legislation without exemptions for Social Security uh, and Medicare. And what's interesting about this... See, they know the answer, but they don't want to give the power back to the people. That's why you're forced, manipulated, coerced, and extorted. That's the plan. That's why there's no real plan to solve the problem. It's to expand them. 
because those problems are the weapons against the corrupt mafia that is our government. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Splendid. What I wanted to say is uh, there's only two other people that uh, dodge questions the way um, Mayorkas does. That's uh, the press secretary, Jean-Pierre, and Biden himself. Because, you know, when you ask them a question and they don't answer it, you hit a nerve. Uh, that's what I have to say about it's that. True. There, it's, there's one it's true. Well, I think they all do, brother. I mean, you go back to any Democrat. Yeah. You know, they're running a con game. They're running an absolute con game, and they have their useful idiots. You heard Cream Puff Jim. Cream Puff Jim yeah, wants you to believe that the migrants did. who died, and God knows why they died, probably killed by the cartel, that they're somehow equal to, more important than, and deserve our money and our focus than the 107,375 Americans who were killed by the product of the cartel that probably killed those immigrants. See, they don't want to solve the problem because there's more... There's more phony virtue in the problem because Jim would have to look at himself. He'd have to look at the sewer of Chicago. He'd have to look at the Democrats who he not only kissed their ass but voted for and what they did to the once great city. So these are some real ugly truths that we're going to have to simply rub the nose of the failures called Democrats in. That's the only way they're going to learn. John Portage Park. Yeah, Sean. Uh, hi, I love your show, and you know I, I've called before, but I just wanted to let you know that between 1865 and uh, 1905, there were three presidents assassinated, assassinated in in the United States of America, and I think that we're going to get through this too. Oh, well, and, but uh, yeah, but you don't want to advocate for that. I would never advocate for that because I'm what not you- advocating for it, Sean. I am saying I am saying that this country is so good that we will we will get through everything that's going on right now and we will be all right. You know, you know John, there is an optimism in what we've gone through as a nation and the kind of tumult we've 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 dealt with. And the fact of the matter is I don't believe the 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 news media that there are enough Americans that support the ideology of the modern democrat. I think people are sick of it. And I think maybe through this we can reject some of these notable fraud ideas like uh, Obamacare, like Social Security, like our foreign policy, which people of all parties should really be disgusted with our foreign policy. Lebanon is at a dangerous crossroads, and without rapid reforms will be mired in a never-ending crisis. Poverty and unemployment will remain high, and economic potential will continue to decline. Yeah, because they listen to us. 312-642-5600. I went long, but when I get back, I'm going to take Peter, Craig, Joe, Robert, Bill, and all the rest of you after this. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest of the nation and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. On a cold and gray Chicago morning, a poor little baby child. Squirrel, I could not help but notice the lovely Claire De- Beverly's newscast. Did she say that the office buildings will become low-income housing? Boy, oh boy, Squirrel, how long ago did I say that? Oh, I believe a long time ago, right when that Winnetka developer was giving $5,000 of plate dinners for little Lori Lightfoot in her man costume. Because there's a lot of money in that retrofitting. Ooh, yes, and that's government cheese. They don't look at how much that money, how it's spent. Oh, no. What's it going to take to make this office a home? Ah. It's going to take about $755 billion. All right. Yes, sirree, Bob. Let's cut the check. A lot of money in political failure. That's why Democrats are so good at it. 
Carol Moments, Illinois. Hi, good afternoon, Sean. Um, I was wondering if you could comment on why giant corporations are snapping up all the affordable housing. Like, I'm going to use an example, McHenry County and in the Rockford, Belvedere area. Every time somebody bids something, uh, corporations come along like Rock, uh, BlackRock and snap it up. And it's kind of like the Obama thing. You Tony won't Resco. own anything, but you'll be content. Yeah, I prefer when it was that greasy Tony Resco. Um, because there's a lot of money in, in Section 8 housing. And when you're a scumbag like Tony Resco, you tell the, uh, the people who don't want to pay any extra money, don't ever call with a complaint you don't owe me anything. And then gangs take over entire tenements, and they thrive. That's why. There's a lot of money in that. Government cheese. After all, you want to know something, Carol. That's how Trump's father, Fred, made a lot of money in low-income housing from the government as well. Well, this is not even low-income. This is We're talking three hundred grand. I do oh, not consider yeah. that low-income. Well, that's because you're like me, and you understand what money is. But you're looking at, you're looking at a government that spends $7 trillion, and nobody really gives a rip. And that's what they admit to. On the other side of all of these bills and budgets, you had another $4 trillion, and that's why we're bankrupt. And who makes yeah. the most money are the corrupt oligarchs in the sewers of Chicago. I just flew out of O'Hare this morning. To take a look at that fracking airport, is, it's, it's, it's almost comical. $8 billion they blew. They get another $7 billion from the Biden administration, and it's a, it's, it's a ghetto. It's, a, it's disgraceful. It stinks. It's just, it's just a golden goose of corruption. And that's what that city is. And they well, love I, it that way. They I, love I it. just feel like uh, they do not want middle class families to own property. No, which is why they just want you to pay for property and they have uncoupled the way you pay taxes. There's no, no longer an ad valorem system. You're paying for the corruption. Okay, and the only and, and what they hope, Carol, is that you never know that. They hope you never know what property taxes are in Tennessee, know what their property taxes are in Florida, where your home is worth five times what it is in Illinois, and you pay the same taxes. That's what they hope you never know. Kevin, Austin, Texas. He knows. Kevin, what's your property taxes? What? Your property taxes compared to what they were in Illinois, thirty percent, forty percent. No, they're kind of they're, they're kind of high here in Texas. Uh, well, you're in Austin. You're in the you're in the Democrat stronghold. Well, I'm just outside of Austin. I'm like Oak Park to Chicago. Oh, all right. Well, I, mean, I, I can just tell you, uh, in Florida, the home is worth two to three times what they are in Chicago, and the taxes are a third. But go ahead. And, and down here, the homes were just. Much, I mean, you would get four times as how as much house. This well, is I came down here years ago. Oh, yeah, no, I agree with you. But now it's, I mean, every year it's 10%, 10%. Yeah, because Austin is a Democrat stronghold. On. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like in the uh, the no-man zone right in between the two. Yeah. Uh, but I was calling, trying to cut me off guard. Uh, the interview with Michael Lewandowski, I loved it. You know what my favorite part was? What's that? When he said he was a precinct committeeman. Yeah, out in uh, DuPage County. I hope you need more of those guys, especially in DuPage, DuPage County, to yeah. get out and f- figure out who their neighborhood is. You can change. I really believe you could change. All right, well, DuPage time will County. tell. I'm a with speculator. All the, all the Congress, huh? I speculate. I put my money where my mouth is. I take a look at the information. No, yeah, no, I, and I, I make get a decision. I, yeah. yeah, I get your position. I totally get it. But for the people in Illinois in that area, 
It's a crossroads of so many congressional districts. If you, there could have been three that could have flipped last time if you had a little bit more vote on the Republican side. Sure. And, 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 and if J.B. Pritzker down. lost 600 pounds, he could do a push-up. We got a lot of ifs. Don't give me the if. It's a yeah. big word. Big word. Two letters. Big word. Peter, Chicago. Okay, so I'd like to make comments about the shooting. The horrible things that happened. Uh-huh. They... So when you listen about what happened yesterday, some station will say there was a man, some station will say this is a woman. Nobody will say open it that these are people that are trying to change the sex. And the same thing would happen in the Highland Park. That guy yeah, was he liked to dress like a woman. He was a transgender woman, but they won't say last year fifty percent of transgender people tried to commit suicide. These well, the, people, their their brains are so messed up because well, plus what there's drugs. Liberals are doing to them. You heard me talk about the drugs. You don't know the side effects of these drugs. No, you no, and no. I are different. You could take an aspirin, and I could take an aspirin. It's going to act differently. How many times are you going to watch TV and you're going to hear oily stool? There are side effects to drugs. Yet these drugs, they don't want you to think there's any side effect, like the vaccine. There's no side effect. Well, then explain why everyone's walking around like Dr. Awardi with the Bell's palsy and the Jimmy Lake. In the meantime, you and I both know this. And as far as the, 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 the stupidity of pretending this is an epidemic among people who do not take these drugs shows you it's just a weapon of tragedy to, so that the fascists among us can use this to disarm the good people because they don't like the fact that we know what's going on and we have mobility and the amendments that this country gave us. But the most important thing is, it's not the gun issue. Of course This not. is the mental issue of, uh, of people having mental issues, not the gun. The I gun agree with you, brother. don't walk the streets. Guns you gotta, don't shoot. You got a friend but, in me. And Peter, did you but, know this? Did you know that that girl's mother, the, girl who, 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 the transgender girl who did the shooting, her mother was a, was a gun control advocate. Her mother put forward petitions to take away the guns of people, yet she couldn't control what her own daughter did. Thank you very much, Peter. See, this is what they don't want you to focus on. They're failures. The Democrat Party is made up of failures and frauds. But they're all very rich. In fact, someone told me that that Brandon Johnson stands to collect a pension worth a million dollars for being part of CTU that he's not really a part of. Ooh, it's a good gig if you can get it for the kids, you know. Craig in Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, I heard something early on with regard to when that uh, big bank went down and all that, and you don't hear anything about it anymore, but I'm thinking that this can't be correct. But here's what it it was. They were talking about all these uh, big shots at this bank, all all the honchos. They were raiding that place for months. They were there was they were, well first of all they were doing a whole bunch of bonuses all at the at the eleventh hour but they were all like cashing in and uh, getting you know bonuses and and, and yeah. taking out that's called front running failure that's what Democrats do they all got rich they, these people that were running the thing all got rich on it sure. going down because yeah. they didn't have to give the money back or anything like that they took and took all the money and ran I don't yeah. get how that can be how you can let that go by all them leftists though, that were running it that didn't know a damn thing about money. It's legalized thievery because the FDIC and the politicians that make the decision to bail them out were all assets of bank management as they were their contributors. The whore doesn't 
Buck the pimp. She just goes to work for him. That's what our Congress is. Whores. Robert. Yes, Sean. Very dismayed. We hear the, the shooting over there in Nashville. And our president, the first thing, he comes right, right, right away talking about eating ice cream with his wife, Jill. Yeah, it's wonderful. Now, here's the thing, Robert. I, I, you are a wonderful caller. You're a loyal listener. But you've been in Oak Park just a hair too long because he's not our president. He is the usurper. Right. Well, he's the president of the dimwits. He is the leader of the dimwits. And he is the, uh, the reigning member of the American Fourth Reich. He's not my president. He's not your president. He's not anybody's president with an IQ over 60 who isn't in the mafia. That's who makes it up. The ones who profit and the ones who are too stupid to see it. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. Michael Lewandowski called to let us know he is not in DuPage County, the way Kevin from Austin, Texas. What does he know? He lives in Austin, Texas. He's from Will County. Lewandowski putting up a fight, hoping Will County does not become like DuPage County, which is lost. Lost, Gonesville. Anybody that would elect Sean Castell, heiress to a green energy boondoggle system. You know, I wanted to play something a couple weeks ago. I found this because all of this green energy. And then we have uh, the not-so-lovely uh, Deb Holland with two A's, squirrel. Ha, you got you to drag it out. Holland. Uh, Madam Secretary, you were in Congress in the 116th Congress, correct? Yes. And you were a supporter of the Green New Deal? Um, yes, I, I ran on that. You co-sponsored it? Yes. You said, and I quote, I 100% support a Green New Deal. Yes, I ran on that when I had my first campaign in Congress. Yes. Are you aware that the Green New Deal bans fracking? Um, Congressman, if I could just say. It's a I'm, yes or no. I, I am. No, a- she's an idiot. She was paid to say that. See, we have this lobbying system where K Street thrives as Main Street gets boarded up. So they're paid for these opinions. That's why Chuck Schumer supports the Ukrainian Nazis. He did his mother in the face with a shovel if she was standing on a nickel. But uh, there's some pesky little things called facts. At least eight times in the past million years, it has advanced and retreated with clockwork regularity. What do you mean you don't know who that is, Squirrel? That's Spock, man. Spock. Leonard Nimoy. If we are unprepared for the next advance, the result could be hunger and death on a scale unprecedented in all of history. What scientists are telling us now is that the threat of an ice age is not as remote as they once thought. See, that's back when there was going to be an ice age. Leonard Nimoy was selling the Ice Age, and they sold moon boots and Dowden jackets and all the rest of it, and everybody prepared for the ice. During the lifetime of our grandchildren, Arctic cold and perpetual snow could turn most of the inhabitable portions of our planet into a polar desert. What he's talking about is now. He actually might be talking about is We might be Leonard Nimoy's great-grandchildren. In the meantime, they've been wrong. Since Pompeii, they don't know what they're selling. In 1977, the worst winter in a century struck the United States. See, what I like, Squirrel, is the theatrical production. 
and the wind and Leonard Nimoy. His ears were not pointed in this documentary. They were frozen. He was cold. As it was winter. The cold ripped the Midwest for weeks on end. Great blizzards paralyzed cities of the Northeast. One desperate night in Buffalo, eight people froze to death in marooned cars. Boy, doesn't that sound like just this winter? Buffalo, same thing, right? Same thing. It's funny how that weather has a tendency to repeat itself. Pat Bushnell was on the road that night. Traffic just absolutely stopped. I was afraid of being stuck in the car all night long with the uh, cold and the wind running out of gas. And then what? I think that if we had to go through a real bad winter, just like we just went through, I think we'd have to think about moving someplace else. Buffalo winter might become common all over the United States. Climate experts believe the next ice age is on its way. According to recent evidence, it could come sooner than anyone had expected. Nice thing about these experts is you just pay them and they change. Now it's going to be warm. And what's the problem? Oh, I know. You. You. Life itself. You. Energy. Bad, bad for the environment. Really? Because back then in 1977, they were hoping things warmed up. Not now. Now we got to freeze it. And when all else fails, just use it to raise money. For who? The same politicians who've been wrong for the last 70 years. Where of whatever the Green New Deal had at the time. Whatever you However guys are. many years whatever ago. Whatever. Oh, hot. I'm in. On to it. it does. And I'll enter uh, the Green New Deal on the 116th for the record. But. Are you aware that it also bans clean coal? Thank you, Congressman. So is that a yes? Oh, there's a lot of politeness in American fascism, isn't there? Thank you very much. Thank you for the question, Senator. I'm not going to tell you the truth because I'm a whore. And I was paid to have this position, just like Leonard Nimoy. Only Leonard Nimoy was paid $348. It went a lot further in 1977. And weather stations in the far north Temperatures have been dropping for 30 years. Sea coasts long free of summer ice are now blocked year-round. According to some climatologists, within a lifetime, we might be living in the next ice age. Wrong! Wrong again! Now these climatologists say, there's not enough ice. Too much ice? Where's the Goldilocks ice? Where is it just right? They're full of it. They're liars. They're profiteers. They're whores. They're pimps. They'd hit their mother in the face for a nickel. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. I really enjoy talking to my next guest for a multitude of reasons, least of which isn't that he is a fellow Floridian. Started his career as a cadet with the U.S. Civil Air Patrol, then as a soldier in the U.S. Army, Served 15 years in law enforcement with the state of Florida. He now is the director 
for Florida State and the Director for Outreach for Puerto Rico and U.S. Virgin Islands for Gun Owners of America. His name is Luis Valdez. Luis, how are you? Thank you for joining me. John, it's good to be on the air. Like I always say, you are my brother from another... That's exactly right, my friend. And we uh, share the same love of country, the same love of principles, the same love of not being a serf to a corrupt government. But uh, I have to tell you, as, as we visit this topic again, let's cut to the chase. Why does the Joe Biden administration fear me and you having guns? Real simple, because if we have guns, we're a free people and we are not subservient to them. And they, you could only exercise power over those who are defenseless. I mean, my guns didn't shoot any kids yesterday. Did yours? Nope, I'm still waiting for my AR-15 to jump and commit wanton acts of crime and rob a bank and make me rich, but it just sits in, in my safe. And nobody cares more the about these kids than you and me. We have kids. We raised our kids, probably very similar to the way these kids were trying to be raised by their parents before they were slaughtered by a sick, twisted moron. But the reality is, 7,145 kids in this country were killed yesterday by their mothers and doctors. Who's the real, uh, what's the real threat to kids? You're not wrong on that. And in regards to threats to kids, you mentioned my law enforcement career. Part of my LE career was being a school resource officer, protecting our most precious of resources, our children, our literal future. And the idea that gun control will stop a school shooting is wrong. That simple. And. I want to give a shout-out to my brothers in blue that wore the badge and to the officers that responded yesterday. They did an immense job in what they could do in the short amount of time. But even then, it took them 10 minutes to get there. And as I've always said, when seconds count, cops are minutes away. And what could have prevented further bloodshed was if teachers and staff were armed. Absolutely. Here's another thing I want to I want to I hate taking the premise of these political whores and pimps, these scoundrels. Right. Because this is how they get you in this corner of uh, arguing with liars and cheats, of which an argument you can never win. That being said, I, 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 I can't stomach them. However, they deserve to be protected by Secret Service, by Capitol Police. And those police and Secret Service, they need to be armed. It is a dangerous world out there. Not a one of them is good enough to kiss my kids' toes or my wife's. My kids and my wife need to be protected, too. I can't afford the Secret Service. I don't offer a pension. I don't have cars with gas cards. They got me. That's why I have guns in my house. And I will protect those kids and that woman till I'm dead. Why do the politicians feel that my wife and kids don't deserve that protection? Because they think there are betters. They think they're the ruling class. That they're the new aristocracy. In the Soviet Union, they had a word for it, nomenclatura, the new elite. And that's what these people think they are. You know, our country was founded on the simple premise that no man is king, that, that there is no king. We bow to no one but ourselves. Our homes are our kingdoms. Our, our, our families are our people. And we are to take care of them. We are to protect them. We are to cherish them. We are to love them. And on the simple premise of egalitarianism, the idea that we now have a social elite running around with armed guards 
funded by our taxpayer dollars while we are left to fend to ourselves, and they try to purposely disarm us, so we have to be subservient to them, because remember, that is their entire goal. The, the Supreme Court even stated in Warren v. D.C., the police don't have a duty to protect you as an individual. Right. But their entire idea is, if they disarm the people, then the people have to rely on them for protection. And it's no different than the feudal systems of Europe. You know, the serfs would toil in the fields, and when the uh, rampaging horde of barbarians would come, they would flee to their to their duke or their duchess or their or their baron or their king, and they would hide behind their walls because the royalty would provide them safety and protection. But the catch was, you were disarmed, you did what they wanted to do, and sometimes you died at their whim. Now, and that is was, not what that's not what America was founded on. You and I are friends. You are my brother. There's no question about it. You're, we share the ideology and love of country. Your family has been a victim of this kind of utopian government where we're going to take the guns away and it'll be wonderful. It'll be great. You've seen this and you've listened to the spiel. Um, what does it look like in America, though, in the year 2023? When the government and Chuck Schumer and all of these idiots have their way, right? And Mallorca says he's going to, yes, I want to dis... Okay, so now you you ban it. It's illegal. What does it look like after that? You know, that's a very interesting thing, and a lot of people don't ask me that question, but what's it going to look like in typical American fashion? The American people are going to say to their government, F you, because if there's one thing this country has is we have this burning passion of freedom and liberty in our hearts. And Americans don't like being told by government what they can and can't do. And I distinctly remember in 1994 when Joe Biden pushed gun control under the Clinton administration when he was a senator, and you had the Clinton assault weapons ban. And the first thing the Clinton assault weapons ban was said, oh, you can't own an AR-15 made after September 13th of 1994. You can't have a a standard 30-round capacity magazine for it. You can't have a threaded barrel. You can't have a bayonet log. You can't have a flash hider. And you know what Americans did? They bought AR-15s like it was going out of style. Yes. Literally. The idea that gun control will have Americans turn in their arms is laughable. Because this country, and I say this as the first generation of immigrants who fled communist Cuba, in 1961, that's when my family stepped foot on American soil. But the entire history of our country is based on one simple premise. Everyone has fled some other place that sucked, and they came here because this place is the promised land of liberty and freedom. And even when we have would-be dictators here in our own country, the American people have told them to go pack their bags. This could be a silver lining. And I'll tell you what I mean by this. At the same time this is going on in Washington, D.C., the land of, 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 of Caligula for nerds and failures and frauds, where there is no such thing as a recession, there is no inflation, there's just money for nothing and chicks and guys for free. What you have happening in our state is that our governor, along with state politicians, are now pushing forward for constitutional carry. That coincides with 19 other states that have the same thing. So now 25 the f- other states 25. that have it. We will be the 26th state with permitless concealed carry. 
So 26 states that have permitless concealed carry. And these imbeciles in their $6,000 suits and their lobbyists and their dimwit wives with the lip injections, they say, no more guns. Those 26 states say, I don't think so. We got guns. This is the separation that I think we need to have. And now those 26 states say, we are nullifying that federal law. And that's the beginning of the, of the dominoes. I think it could be a great thing. Have you given that any thought? Uh, very much so. You know, you bring up our state, and sadly, our state is actually kind of middle of the road when it comes to gun rights. A lot of other states have beaten us. We're the only Republican state, for instance, that has a ban on open carry. But, let, but not to delve into that, but to give you a great example, Texas just pass, is in the process of passing a bill that says, you know what, short barrel rifles and shotguns, yeah, you need a federal tax stamp. We don't care. If it's made in Texas and it doesn't leave Texas, it's legal in Texas. Wow. And that is the beautiful thing. Our yeah. founding fathers established our states, our system of government, where each state is a laboratory of democracy. If people want to live in a location with an overburdensome government that tramples their rights, they could gladly move to that state. If people want to live in a place that's free, they will do that. And the numbers speak for themselves. How many people have fled New York, Illinois, and yeah. California for the green pastures of Texas, of Florida, of Georgia, of Tennessee, where you don't have an income tax, where you don't have an overburdensome government, where you don't have regulation on how you could exercise your First Amendment rights, how you could speak, how you could pray, how you could protect yourself with your Second Amendment rights. And, that and is to, the true, that's the true evidence. People are moving. And to a certain extent, good, right? Because you morons in these Democrat states, you thought you were in on this scam, and here we are. History is it has a velocity to it. We are in this moment because so many of our fellow countrymen like the scams in these mafia states. You liked it. You pretended to be money makers and earners the whole time you were in the mix. You deserve it. You were willing to give away your freedom, but you don't get to give away mine. That's the beauty of the system. So until you make people uncomfortable, maybe they won't wake up. And maybe this time, as you see America is in its intellectual infancy, and you see these morons still vote for dimwits like Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer and all the rest of it, there's still enough people that think this is a representative republic. Let them have it, and let's finally get it over with and shore up Florida, shore up Texas, shore up Tennessee, and let's just put in a new tax system. And through that, begin the separation that needs to happen. Because if you can't wake up living in these ghettos, and you think that the government is going to disarm the uh, Sinaloa cartel, the new generation cartel, the gangster disciples that are killing people by the thousands, hundreds of thousands, then you deserve to live in Chicago and New York and all the rest of it, right? You know, I, I, I say this with, with a pang of, of regret in my heart because I still know that there's a lot of hardworking, honest Americans in places like Chicago, oh, Los absolutely. Angeles, and New York. I got and, and it hurts me. family, friends. I'm not, believe me, this is the belly of the beast where the show's broadcast. Oh, oh I, I know. I mean, I, half of my family is up in Hoboken and Union City, New Jersey. So it, it trust me, I feel the pain. And yeah. But I know that through our history, we have progressed from less freedom to more freedom. There's pain. There's conflict. There is um, with it. 
But no matter what, we have always progressed to more freedom. And right now in this, in the 21st century, gun rights is the civil rights issue of the people. Because once the people are armed, the people are free. And we could see that studying the civil rights movement of the 20th century. We saw that with the women's suffrage. We saw that with with the um, uh, the restoration of voting rights to black Americans. We saw that with Hispanic Americans. We've seen that across the board. The moment people are able to defend themselves, they are able to secure all of their other rights. Because that's what all the KKK and, and Jim Crow bigots in the South did. They disarmed blacks and they kept them from owning businesses yes. and homes and voting. And guess what? The moment black people said, you know what? I'm going to arm myself and I'm going to fight back. <laughs> wow. Miraculously, the KKK lost. Yeah. And, you know, ultimately, I, I have always asked this, this, what does it look like when they finally get their way? You know, you've got, I, I opened the seg- show tonight with the uh, 1789 Oath Act, where these politicians and these law enforcement officers, you take an oath. Your oath is to protect my rights, not undermine, not, not separate me from them. How can this exist? And you know full well these Democrat political Sissies aren't going to disarm me. They're going to send coppers to do it. They're going to send the army to do it. And at a certain point, do oaths matter in America circa 2023, in your opinion? Or should I fear my government the way your ancestors feared their government in Cuba? You know, I think that we are seeing a paradigm shift. We are seeing where a lot of people that have taken the oath to uphold the Constitution, they're keeping that oath serious. I mean, just uh, again, how many cops in Chicago have said, you know what? It ain't worth it. And they resign or they quit and they go off to either greener pastures and new agencies or they just go on to new entire forms of of industry. You know, they just say, I'm hanging up the badge. I'm going to be an insurance salesman. And we see that because there are enough people that are saying, I am not going to enforce a government edict that violates my fellow American civil rights. And, yeah. and the, numbers, the numbers in of themselves don't lie. Migration patterns don't lie. People don't want to live under democratic despotism. They want to live under constitutional republicanism. You know, it's always been the answer, right? Freedom rights, the principles of Americanism. And I'm curious to know, because you not only are the director in Florida, you are uh, the director of the outreach program in Puerto Rico. Now, Puerto Rico is a very interesting place. It's a tax haven, so you get such scoundrels as Hank Paulson. You get such tax cheats as Louis Gutierrez from Chicago. But you also have a major ghetto in Puerto Rico. You've got some bad mamma jammas. You've got some bad neighborhoods. What's the reception like in Puerto Rico when you go there and discuss the Second Amendment? Puerto Rico is a very interesting place because up until very recently, 2018, 2019, Puerto Rico was similar to New York City in getting a firearms permit. You needed a permit to simply own a gun, let alone carry. And to get it, it cost over $1,000. You had to be politically connected. You had to go before a judge and state your case and all that. And in 2019, they went to a shell issue system where their permit to own also became their permit to carry. And... On paper, they're supposed to issue the permit within for a first-time applicant within 45 days and for a, uh, a, a renewal within 30 days. And for women that are victims of domestic violence, they're supposed to issue it immediately. 
Now, the police department in Puerto Rico is dragging their butt and taking their time on this. And one of the other things that they got rid of, too, was in Puerto Rico, there used to be a law that you could only, you, you could only purchase X number of rounds a year per caliber, per firearm, and, and that all went away. And there was an explosion of people applying for permits to own and carry in Puerto Rico. I mean, to where every gun shop that I know in Puerto Rico, they said they were sold out of their inventory. They couldn't get enough guns, magazines, and ammunition in stock to supply what was there. There is an 11-month backlog on application processes just because of how many people have applied. And the greatest number of people applying are women between the ages of 25 to 45 yes. that are self-made business owners. Yes. Well, this is good news. And I, hey, listen, ultimately, we have the right answer. It's just, will enough people wake up and realize how close we are to being Cuba in 1959? In the meantime, you never forget. Where can the people go to support you? I know you, I, I, I want to know, I think your numbers have grown, haven't they? Our numbers have grown and our numbers keep growing because our product speaks for itself. We are the no compromise gun rights lobbying organization in Washington, D.C. and across the country. We're not going to sit there and say, well, we'll give up this if you give us that. It's no, we want the whole darn cake and we're not going to stop until we get it. Gunownersofamerica.org, right? Gunownersorg It's Gun that owners. simple. Our Yep, just gunowners.org. And if folks want to join, it's gunowners.org slash join. It's just 25 bucks a year, folks. And I can tell you this, look, as, as a father and a married man, I spend more than $25 at the Burger King <laughs> drive-thru to pick my wife, myself, yeah. and my kids' dinner up. Yeah, you we spend, spend more $25 that, for gun rights. Yeah, more, more than $25 at Walgreens when one of those kids has a sniffles. In the meantime, Luis Valdez, it's worth it, and you know it, and I am proud that you are my friend and you come on my show. Thank you for what you do. I really mean it. Thank you. Thanks again, Sean, and keep being that shining beacon of liberty in these dark and troubled times, brother. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM 560, The Answer. Yesterday, Matt Gates was talking to an ATF representative from the Biden administration. You remember the ATF for some, from such amazing successes of not just the... Sinaloa cartel, the gangster disciples, the new generation cartel, but from Fast and Furious under Barack. He likes big butts and he cannot lie. You remember what a successful organization the American ATF is, don't you? The nonpartisan government accountability office issues a report in June of 2016. Firearms data. The ATF did not always comply with the Appropriations Act restriction and should better adhere to its policies. Uh, Mr. Wilcox, you're the witness the Democrats have invited here today. Are you familiar with that report? I am. And does the fact that the ATF broke the law concern you? Um, the report, I believe, supported ATF's action in cataloging records to stop crime. I'll read from it. It says, a technical defect allows ATF agents to access data, including purchaser data, beyond what ATF policy permits. Do you take any... Umbridge with that conclusion? 
ATF has been collecting out-of-business records pursuant to a law signed by Ronald Reagan, and President Trump digitized more records than any other president. I don't care who did it. I'm just worried about the impact on my citizens. And I would acknowledge there may be Republican presidents who didn't do enough in the 80s to protect our gun rights. But on this finding, the ATF had to delete 252 million records, didn't they? So this is a tool that's helped solve 50% of crime. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Did they have to delete 252 million records? What I know about this tool is that it's Th- a that's how I'm asking tool. you. So they, they illegally got information on 252 million Americans who legally purchased guns. Did the ATF ever stop the guns from the gangster disciples that are destroying Chicago? And I call it the gangster disciples because there was just one gang, maybe the Al Rukins when I was a kid. Now there's 452,000. However, did the ATF stop those guns? Have they even got the guns back from the successful Fast and Furious? They went on to kill how many Americans? What exactly do they do at the ATF? They're not doing jack to stop the illegal guns in the hands of the gangbangers that are destroying the peace and tranquilities of the ghettos, known as Democrat cities. Tom, Blue Island. Hey, Sean, Dittos, you made a big point during the interview. You know, the other day you were talking to someone uh, about guns and... You mentioned that you don't you don't own any guns, and you know what? I don't either. I took a concealed I mentioned that carry because class. my government was listening, and I fear my government more than I fear anything right now. And the government is more interested in getting my guns than they are the guns off the gangs or the disciples in the sewer of Chicago. So the government right now isn't entitled to know how many guns I have, in my opinion. What do you think of that? Right. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. And. And so, I mean, I took that class on. I was thinking of the girls, and and I've never owned a gun. It's the only time I've ever shot a gun, and I'm not going to get one. But I'll tell you what, you made a great point during that interview is I would never want to deny anyone else the opportunity to have a gun. And the point you made during the interview is that these people don't care about their own rights. All they care about is taking away other people's rights. Would it be terrible if there was someone in a school with a gun to at least give a kid, you know, a teacher, a janitor, to give at least the kids a fighting chance? I'm going to tell you a story that my dear friend, my best friend in life, told his father, actually told me the story. His father was also a victim of Fidel Castro and the communists that destroyed the once beautiful island and turned it into a prison camp in Cuba. The citizens are not interested in what they don't have. They're interested in what their neighbors do have. So if their neighbors do have food that they are not permitted to have, if they have money that they have not been permitted to have, if they have assets that they have not been permitted to have, the neighbors don't demand rights so that they too can have those items and those assets. What they demand is that their government take those assets and items away from their neighbor because they have the mindset of a slave. They are useful to the government. To have that mindset of a slave is useful. That is the mindset of your fellow Illinois Democrats, your fellow New York Democrats, Philadelphia Democrats, California Democrats, and Democrats in general. They have the mindset of a slave, of a communist. Kevin in Las Vegas. Sean, what's happening, buddy? Not much, brother. How are you? Uh, excellent. I just, um, I've been looking for a, uh, a little segue here to give you a call about some climate stuff uh and that little nimoy clip was was good um yes, you had a guy on long and prosper had, yeah oh yeah oh yeah you you had a, a guy on a couple of weeks ago uh patrick moore he was talking about some of that stuff and um 
I just kind of wanted to recommend the guest. I don't know if you've ever heard of a, a gentleman called Randall Carlson. He's, uh, uh, I mean, just fascinating to, uh, to listen to your screener today. He, he knows him. And, uh, um, my screener knows just, everything. Just His rec- name is Macbeth. He knows everything except how to count calories. However, we will pass the name Randall Carlson on to the lovely Honey Bunny, who has the day off so she could take her boyfriend on a date. Yes, it's true. Uh, thank you very much, Kevin, in Austin, Texas. I always love having guests on because I think it's crucially important. That, or I said, did I, I meant Vegas, I'm sorry. Kevin from it's Vegas. It's all right, Vegas, you got it. Be, because yeah. I, I think it's crucially important that people hear what this argument really is. This isn't an argument, per se, of specific topics because we win those arguments. The Democrats do not have anything that succeeded. This is a philosophical discussion of freedom versus tyranny, freedom versus slavery, freedom versus Americanism, unfortunately, because Americanism, the way it is acting today, is more like Sovietism of the 1980s than it is Americanism of the 1980s. We need to get that back, Kevin. So I will gladly get randall carlson if he's willing to come on thank you yeah he's been on he's been on rogan a few times with another guy uh graham hancock uh and then there's another thing if you're you're into ancient history too check out a show on netflix called ancient apocalypse uh carlson's on there it's oh i've seen it i've seen a couple episodes yeah i'm a big fan i love that okay i like how these these idiots these democrat morons because they have new suits on think they're discovering something new these imbeciles. Thank you very much. You're just discovering Marxism, morons. When uh, I got time, yeah. Mary Ellen, Northwest Side. Hi, Sean. Hi, Mary I Ellen. just thought I'd call. I didn't know if you covered this, but I had heard that the um, the shooter in Tennessee yeah. uh, decided on that particular school because the other school she targeted had armed security well she went to that so school too and uh, you know it was a christian school and they're not big on teaching the idea that you're a boy trapped in a woman's body and you know <laughs> okay. so that you know mary ellen but uh i don't know if you saw the body cam footage that's being released today it has a happy no, ending. thank you very much mary ellen it ends happy the idea that we are somehow put away to where the only answer is to take away all the rights of everybody so everyone's equally turned into victims. Not in my world, not in my America. That's the beauty. We are based in principles. And ironically, these politicians take an oath to uphold it. But here's an example of the Democrat ones. Mr. Secretary, do you agree with the president that we should ban the private ownership of assault weapons in America? Senator, I do. And that disqualifies you from holding the position you hold. You are to be removed immediately along with all of your other Fourth Reich fascist members. Immediately. Impeach immediately. I cut the deficit by $1.7 trillion in two years. Liar. Impeach. Who else can we get? GOP embrace, the embrace of some of Putin. Yesterday, report... Liar. Impeach that gargoyle. Boy, I could do this all day. How about Deb Holland? Uh, Madam Secretary, you were in Congress in the 116th Congress, correct? Yes. And you were a supporter of the Green New Deal? Um, yes, I, I ran on that. You co-sponsored it. Mm-hmm. Yes. You said, and I quote, I 100% support a Green New Deal. Yes, I ran on that when I had my first campaign in Congress. Yes. Are you aware, aware the Green New Deal bans fracking? Um, 
Congressman, if you I... You don't ban things in America, Dimwit. Not only that, you didn't write it. You were bribed to put your name on it, just like Dodd Frank, just like Joe Biden, just like Schmuck Schumer, just like the front-running inside trader Nancy Pelosi and her stinky hammer husband. How's he get the hammer to stink, Squirrel? You don't want to know. Pete Buttigieg knows. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The answer. Oh, Studio Xanadu. Sponsored by HighTideCream.com. For now. It's nice to be back. Camera is one. But we have uh, tech guys working on it as we speak. Bill in LaSalle County. Hey, Sean, you know, one of the things that uh, never is discussed about the whole climate, global warming thing is, what is the difference between the 70s and now? And North America's <laughs> weather is... Counts- the people yeah, would well, say, North- hey, shut up, you're wrong. Now they don't do that. Go ahead. Well, North America's weather is governed by the jet stream coming off the Pacific. You know, we all know about La Nina's and El Nino, but the reality is, what has happened in the last 50 years? The pollution plume that used to originate in North America has predominantly now gone to Asia. So that pollution plume actually is affecting the jet stream and then affects our weather. And nobody 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 wants to talk about this. You know, I've Jeff, got a relative How about that, those words that you just said that nobody has heard for a decade and nobody talks about? Nobody's ever heard those words since John Coleman died. You know, when he died, we lost the ability to have this argument for some reason. The people well, who support the right answers are afraid to make it. And I don't know why, because the people who have been selling this climate utopia have been wrong for 70 fracking years. I have an insider, uh, Sean. One of my relatives has both a master's and a bachelor's in meteorology and works for the National Weather Service. Can we get him on my show? Not without jeopardizing his job. Unfortunately, well, on once day, he retires, once he retires, I'd be more than happy to hook you up with his cell phone number, sir. God, Bill, you're making me write about the Soviet Union in the '80s. Thank you, Bill, for the call. Let me know when he wants okay. to quit or get fired. I'm his guy, John in Chicago. Yeah, hey, what's going on, dude? Um, you know what? I mean, being born to two parents who escaped the Soviet Union. And then hearing from them and my aunts and uncles who were stuck back in East Germany and Lithuania about the horrors that they had to endure because they could not protect themselves from the government with firearms because they didn't have them. I blame this whole gun control fiasco on the willful ignorance of the voters. They could look this stuff up, Google it, duck, duck, go it, whatever else, and gave the atrocities that quote unquote control, control has caused, but they would rather play on TikTok. So. John, do you know? Do you know when I go into the into the former Soviet Union, and when I mention the oligarchs, when I mention that I think we are involved in a trap in this Ukraine Russia boondoggle, and when I think that Vladimir Putin had legitimate concerns about the manipulation of Ukraine, the corruption of Ukraine, going back to Barack Obama and Ihor Kolomoisky, do you know who contacts me? Former Russians and former Ukrainians who want to thank me for defending the Ukrainian people who were under attack from their Ukrainian government for eight years in a civil war. It's astonishing that Americans don't want to talk about it. That's all I want to talk about. Because if we don't talk about it, we'll repeat it. And before you know it, we'll be like those Ukrainian citizens under attack from our government. Thank you, John. Notice who we took took the side of. 
We took the side of the government that was killing its own people. Again! It's outrageous. It's out fracking outrageous. And in the meantime, we're going to keep putting on that fight. Are you telling me the show's over again, Squirrel? You know, I don't know what I have to do to get this show to go another hour longer. Can we talk to the guy afterwards? He seems like a wonderful guy. I met him. Uh, no. All right. Fair enough. Because you don't want to work. You and McBeth, and McBeth's hungry. It's been at least two hours since he snapped. I'll be back in 21 hours to kick the teeth down the American Mafia tomorrow. Have a good night. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.